Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome everybody to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. This is episode 37. The week one of the fantasy playoffs is in the books. And you're either very happy or very sad, or you're waiting for the Cleveland-Baltimore game tonight to know your fate. Zach. Rob, he's right over there to my left. I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I, I want to I get this done. I want to enjoy our conversation, but at the same time, I'm nervous because uh, this is a big match tonight. My whole playoffs, my season, everything relies on... Uh, a whole lot of chub tonight, so let's let's hope that that happens. Speaking of, there's Jordan right below me there. Yeah, it reminds me of my wedding night How for some you? reason. Mm. <laughs> oh, hopefully it goes better than that. <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you feeling after this week of man, football, I'm man? I'm happy. I'm good. I I'm still going into one playoff. I, I got eliminated from a guy who uh, played who uh, pulled all the right strings. And uh, there's nothing I could do about him starting Gusecki, him starting um, Akers, him having the Josh Allen, uh, Stefan Diggs double dip. Uh, the Gusecki and the Gusecki and Akers are the. Yeah, I mean, it, Mike Davis, and like oh. it was just the, an all around. You know what? There's nothing. You just gotta sit back and applaud the man, like a. Like going to an <laughs> opera where you don't even want to be there, but you're just like, you know what? That was great. Is that going to? It's going. Is that going to a figure skating competition with your wife or girlfriend, and you're seeing all these moves, and you're like, you know, what? I don't know what the hell they're doing, but whatever they're doing is amazing, and you just <laughs> applaud them. So, hey, man, I'm not, I'm not bitter. It's cool. It's good. You gotta do what you gotta do. What can yeah. You do? So that's it. It's all timing. It's all. There's obviously we all know there's a whole lot of luck involved. You do your best, uh, like we said last week, Jordan. You 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 took her to the dance, and you just didn't get lucky at the end of the night. But you still, what else could you do? And you know what uh, though, the, the Broncos pulled off the win this week, man. So you got to be happy. About oh that. yeah, Locke throwing. I think it was his best game ever as a starter, playing against Kansas or um, Carolina. Davis showed up. He played well. Robbie Anderson played insane, uh, but Locke he showed a little bit of poise. I think the thing with Locke that's so frustrating being a Broncos fan is he shows enough to give you a glimmer of hope. But then he just screws up sometimes. You're like, is he really the quarterback of our future? You know? Those guys can be so frustrating. I do think if he matures a bit, maybe. Like, because he's obviously got the physical tools, right? Like, the guy can... make every throw he's mobile enough he's just between the ears i think something's missing a little bit maybe a little immature but that could come the tools are there i think i think he's going to be good and as him and judy and fant and uh what's his face patrick Patrick. yeah hamler hamler had a massive game like they've got a lot and you get you're promising you're getting sutton back and also on their defensive line you're getting right like i think this team's we're moving in the right direction Vaughn Miller never played all year. Yeah, so I think that uh, we're we're heading in the right direction. I just hope that he's the type of guy that can kind of orchestrate it and not just be so pass happy and just because his biggest concern to everyone who watches him, he's always going for the home run. But when he this week especially, he was dumping down a lot, 
And Lindsey's up in a contract year this year. He could not like if they don't resign resign him, like it's Gordon and Devontae Freeman. Gordon or Boss. Yeah. I think Gordon with the you know, the more work he gets, he seems to be one of those running backs. The more works he gets, he gets rolling and gets it gets going. So if he's the only guy and he's getting twenty carries a game next season, I think he can get back in that running back two category. Um, but uh, he's just they spread it too much with Lindsay, but overall, I think they, I think Locke just always feels like he has to sling it because they know they have to score because they've just been in so many battles. So, moving forward, I think they'll. Be- and I think speaking of moving, in, speaking of moving in the right direction, I don't know if you have something more to add. I was just going to gonna say with if Fance hinder, injured seems to be injured all the time, but the tight end Uma Gabagabalubili, he's yes. insane. Nailed and it. He's going to uh, step in. And next year, if if Fant's not the guy, that other he's insane, and he he played with uh, Locke in college there, so things are looking good for the Broncos. Just a matter of getting more like a lot of teams this year. I think it's it's pretty key. As I was saying, I wanted to ask you: Do you think the Eagles are moving in the right direction now with Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback? Do you think that Carson Wentz is now like obviously he's the backup for now, but? Do you think they move forward with Hurts? I think they have to. I think, yeah. Like, how can you deny it? It's like when the rookie comes in and all of a sudden you're you're looking so much better. You can't. They beat the Saints. You can't go back. You can't go backwards. It's it's nuts. This season, this group of rookies has got to be the best best that I can personally remember. Anyway, like you just start going through every rookie that's just been great so far at every position it's ridiculous so uh, and Hurts just is another one to add to it he just the whole offense runs better he he moves better out of the pocket he uh doesn't hold the ball so long yeah I I think that what you're saying is is it's funny because I was watching this game a lot being invested in uh Sanders and it was funny because Sanders yeah but everyone was like um Hurts just runs different I'm like how the hell does a guy run different? Like they both use two legs. They both run. Like how does a guy run different from the other guy? That's what you think. Yeah, but it's true that the whole offensive line for the uh, Eagles is garbage. But Hertz was able to give that defense a little bit of hesitation, knowing that he can find the hole. Like I think Wentz's biggest problem was he held on to the ball so long. Hertz is going to develop into a better quarterback and to be able to hit those guys. And he would, they were using Sanders way more than they ever did when Wentz was in the, in the, uh, in the pocket there. And that, and that can't be, you got the hiccups there, yeah, yeah, I need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it can't be a coincidence. And all, all of a sudden Sanders finally does what we've all been waiting for him to do all year with Hertz as the quarterback. So I think, rest of the way they got to see what they have in this guy. I mean, I don't know what they do with Wentz. I don't think his monster contract even kicks in till next year. And it's so much guaranteed money. You can't move that contract. I doubt. So they might just be sitting and eating it. I don't know. But I mean, if you're trying to win football games, it's, it's interesting that Sanders was tied for the lead on their team with receptions with four. Like how many times did Wentz play? And it was like Sanders wasn't even thought of. And I remember watching the games and Sanders was wide open. And I'm like, throw him the ball. 
Just dump it down. But Wentz, Wentz is just held on holds and holds and holds. So I think it's just fresh eyes is a fresh team. And I think that with their offensive line struggles, with Hurts in there, being able to even give that defense the... And we're talking about an elite defense. Like, he, they're number one against the run. They hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher for how long? And all of a sudden, Sanders yeah. goes in there. So do you think it, it just... Like, obviously, you're not playing Jalen Hurts, especially going into week 14, week 15. Um, you're feeling a lot better about Sanders, though. That's for Yeah, like, all, all the... Even, even Ragard... Seem to look better, man. Coming like going into next year, maybe are we maybe these these uh, position players are a little bit better. If it's, I think it all team. depends on what they do with Wentz. Like if Wentz is still there, exactly. And it, but their offensive line, like don't forget what what happened to their offensive line. Like it, they got banged up, and they did have one of the best offensive lines going into the season. Now that they're all kind of banged up, I'm giving these guys a pass we'll this year. I don't know. I still like Miles Sanders, but it was literally. It was literally getting to the point, like coming into yesterday's game on Twitter, there was everybody was just going crazy about benching Sanders. Like they're like, who are we? And, and throwing up like insane names. Like, am I, am I playing Duke Johnson over my benching Sanders for Duke Johnson? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I play Pollard over Duke. DeAndre over Washington like, was the big name. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. over Sanders, a guy that was consensus top 10 running back coming into this year and that's how bad it's been so to see him do what he did yesterday with Hertz I think is a huge confidence boost for everyone that manages Sanders on their team moving forward in the playoffs and if he keeps doing this with Hertz going into 2021 I think as a keeper or as a again a first round draft pick he's going to be right there um heading into team's uh draft next year speaking of a uh a guy that's started to perform. Last week, I asked you guys, is Jonathan Taylor coming alive just in time to be Holy a league winner? smokes, dude. He put up 29 points this week. Can we, can we can now, s- is that is that him figuring it out, or is it just the Raiders' defense being the worst defense in the league? Uh, I think it has a little bit to do with everything. Like I, I think the Raiders are just bad defensively. I think they're missing. They have no yeah, one left. That's, that's I, I think, yeah. That's so I think, yeah, Taylor has his schedule, the, these last three or four games is the best. So if you have them going into the playoffs, then you're playing them every single week. Is he the best running back? I don't know. But his schedule allows him to be one of those top, top tier running backs that you have to start as an RB. If you're lucky enough, an RB2. If you have to, he's an RB1. And I don't know if it's he's the best running back in the league or that he's just coming into his own. I think his schedule is finally getting soft for them. I, th- I think... I, it, go ahead, Ray. I was just going to say, I watched the game closely and there was a couple of things that made me feel good about him. Number one, he finally had that really good breakout speed and he's starting to show it now. He, was, he, he can go for that 60-yard run for a touchdown. And number two is... This wasn't a case of them not using Naeem Hines. They there was like entire series of Naeem Hines, and Jonathan Taylor still got it done for twenty. I believe Naeem Hines handed him off the ball at the goal line in yes. order for him. Yeah, to, one of his touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I'm not saying that he. But it wasn't just a, a the case that he was like they were just feeding him, feeding him, feeding him. He was off the field for a ton of this game. 
I think too, guys, this is just like, you got to remember if we go back to the start of this season, we were all worried about the rookies. Mm -hmm. Why? Because there was no preseason. These guys, I don't think it's a fluke that all of a sudden we're seeing Taylor. We're seeing Cam Akers. We're seeing Swift. All these guys that we were big on at the start of the year, they're finally starting to reach the potential that we thought they'd have earlier on. But I think it has a lot to do with just the way this season started with COVID. It, it took them this long to get their feet under them. Like you're saying, like Taylor finally looking comfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, he was thrown into the NFL. And same with Cam Akers. And Cam Akers had an injury to to play with in there too. And, and Swift has been banged up. But... These guys are just so talented, and I think now they're just finally becoming comfortable with being in the NFL. And um, same with some of the rookie, like Hurts coming in, and and some of the other rookie. Rare. Um, Wide Dobbins, Dobbins Herbert, Dobbins. Swift. Yeah, Dobbins as well. Like again, like maybe it's a bit even the coaches holding them back a bit to let them get their feet wet. But I think now, like I, I believe, like Swift, Acres, Thomas. Um, Dobbins, these guys are going to be playoff MVPs for your fantasy team just because of it's, it's just great timing. If you held on to them, didn't lose faith like I did with Cam Akers, and uh, you still hung on to them, and now you're going to be. Real it's fun. funny because I was thinking about this last night about our podcast coming up. And, and obviously, and uh, Gibson is probably everyone's saying he's the uh, running back one that yeah, you want. Gibson okay, too. but listen. I don't think he wasn't even the first quarter or running back drafted. There are so many other running backs that were picked before him. So I don't necessarily think that the guy it's it's not always the guy who is the most talented who shines at the beginning. I think Gibson was forced into a situation where these running backs are putting into now. I think Taylor's a way more talented running back than Gibson. I think Dobbins is a way more talented running back than Gibson. I think Swift is a way more talented running back than Gibson. But because of the situation, some guys just fall into place at the right time in order to make it successful. Other guys have to work their way to make a name for themselves and to be able to produce at a high level where this guy runs in. Who else was going to take the job yeah, from they Gibson? Had nobody else there. They 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 were given. Gibson was given the job to shine at the beginning. And how many touches did he like out touched or the, the touches that Gibson got way are far superior than to what Swift got, to what Dobbins got, to what Taylor got, to all of those other running. Ceh is maybe they can sit you know close, but he's on a talented team. So Gibson was given success. He was he was put on a pedestal with Riverboat Ron there. This is the guy that we want. He was given that opportunity to shine. Whereas now, other guys that we see, they weren't given that opportunity to be the number one on their team. Yeah, they right have had the to work their way through injuries, through depth charts, through all of that. And now we're finally seeing what the rookie class is able to give. That's my rant. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. But you know what I mean? Like, am I wrong? Like, yes. No, no, I agree. As a, as a Jonathan Taylor owner, I, I love it. I, I hope that he continues this, even though I'm out of the playoffs. Man, this might be a guy that I think I, about keeping. I still year. believe that the best one out of this group, if next year Mark oh, Ingram, yeah. which I'm assuming Mark Ingram will be gone, I think Dobbins is just going to be a super stud, like top five, uh, 
fantasy running back next year. If, if Ingram's out of the way, like he's just so stinking. See, I think that we've seen what we get out of um, CEH. We get a good running back on a great team. He does what he can do. I think we've seen what we get out of Gibson. I like Swift. I think Swift, if Adrian Peterson's gone, and he get like what now finally they get new coaching. Patricia's not there. He gets all red line or goal line. Sorry, you got you got to love Swift. Swift as well. and and Dobbins are the guys that they've had to earn their way through the depth chart, through all the snaps, through everything in order to earn their way into being a great rookie that we're talking about now. Whereas Gibson was given the opportunity right off the bat. Yeah, there there's only room to grow for those guys. I st- I, I agree. Like Dobbins, Swift. Acres and Acres, Taylor, yeah, me, that's another guy. I was those four. Those four guys going into twenty twenty one are going to be first couple round draft picks because, especially if the guys in front of them are out of the way, I don't know what uh, Indy's going to do with Marlon Mack, but you can't imagine if Taylor finishes the season strong that he's not going to be the guy going forward. So it's going to be exciting um, going into next year. I mean, this year's not over yet, obviously, although it could be with the, for. Some of us for the old watchdogs in about <laughs> another hour from now. <laughs> Might be all three of us done after tonight. Hey, I've got a philosophical question about Fab for you in the playoffs, boys. One of our uh, one of our teams in our main league spent all of his Fab going into Week One of the playoffs. Is this a smart move? Because that might be the only game you have. Do you just spend all your Fab, get guys that you need, or do you keep some for that second round, that third round? Man, I guess it, you're asking the yeah, wrong guys. We are, yeah, we're always the first ones. <laughs> I know. I threw this on you, but I want to know. But then in the playoffs, we're both going out, uh, <laughs> probably with fast in point. the bank. And uh, yeah, I mean, so Alex went and got the guy he wanted. And Ty Hilton, maybe it could look to be like is Ty for real? This is I think two or three games, three games in a row, maybe. And then he's got Houston again, I believe. Uh, next week, who he always seems to light up. So, yeah, I mean, it's a little weird, though, because he was on bye, so he does, he is going to live for next week. But if you truly believe in somebody, I mean, at the very most, you have three games in the playoffs if you make it to the final. So, yeah, if there's a guy you believe in, throw your 30 down and, and get him. Why I don't know. I think that if if you are, if you've made the playoffs and you're one of those, like, top-tier teams that... um. This is kind of a tricky question because if if you if you've lost something quickly, then you, you he's trying to make up for someone that he he lost uh, Fuller, so you're trying to make up for that in your lineup. He's filling a gap. But if That's right. Other guys in our league who seem to have like a solid team, they put zero money down. So I don't think it's it, it all depends on your roster and your team and what if you're trying to fill a void that you've lost recently. Sure, but there was no one even really. Although, yeah, I guess we probably could have used T.Y. Hilton this week, buddy. <laughs> we should we should have grabbed him and threw him I in. I don't think that would have mattered. Uh, oh, it's just it's it's tough to make big unless, like you're saying, when you have an obvious hole. Like, okay, so Alex lost Will Fuller, so yes, he's got a hole there at wide receiver. Yeah, go out, drop the box, and get. That's who you really at want. That point, yeah. the best. Yeah, and that that was probably the best guy to get yeah. left on waivers. So yeah, spend the money and yeah. get him. Um, Personally, I had my defensive player 
was banged up. And the last thing I wanted to do was go into the week with a defensive player that was banged up first play hurts himself and you're getting zip out of your defense. So I had to burn a bench spot on him because I didn't want to drop him and took a defensive player. So, I mean, it, you're, every team's needs are so different. You might not have anybody you want to drop when you're going in the playoffs. You obviously have a decent team. So I guess that, yeah, if you make the playoffs and, and, and you're handcuffed, like if I had Zeke Elliott and I was like in the playoffs and I still wasn't a hundred percent, I would probably spend a couple bucks and Pollard exactly. or like you're, you're, you're and drop like a guy that Boston Scott or someone or someone like you're not really using a random, I don't know, like a, a wide receiver who's kind of mims or someone you t- took a flyer on that you don't aren't really going to play anyways. So I guess I would try to maybe spend a little bit on your handcuff, but there's no way. Yeah, you're not in wait and see mode yeah, anymore. It's right? like I made. Like, what are you going? I I, I have to help my starters me now. And if they if I'm planning on winning this week, so I don't know. That's a good question. What would you do, Ray? I think I agree with Alex. I think. Get your guy. You don't know. You don't know if you're going to be there in week two, and if you are, you're one of four teams. Like the the you have so many more chances of getting guys the further you get. So I say I say yeah, spend your money. Yeah, that's true. Eh? See uh, what your your competition. And what I think maybe is it. if you have a quarterback who had a good week one, like um, Russell Wilson, but Tannehill's out there next week, who's playing like a and Russell Wilson plays. Washington next week. And if there's a quarterback like Tannehill out there and you want to start playing matchups where you're kind of getting a little worried, there I can see spending not all your fab, but spending a little bit just to see how the situation plays out. That was, uh, <coughs> speaking of Wilson, man, having Wilson and DK, I'm sure there's a lot of fantasy people there that double dip and. That is, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing your, when did they your get team uh, with about, <coughs> pardon me. Oh, Robbie's dying. During COVID. Just kidding. Um, I would say, I think there's about seven minutes left in the third. Oh. F- five to seven minutes left in the third quarter. Like, they were when just I, blowing When they came back to commercial and I saw, um, uh, what's his name? The old Jets quarterback is Seattle's backup now. Oh, I'm drawing blank. Pennington? No, 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 not Joe that. Flacco. I'm tired. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, the old Jets quarterback. <clears throat> yeah, Geno, Geno Smith. Oh no. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Anyway, when I saw that, I just realized I'm done. I'm done. Like they still had decent games, but this was a game where if Jets could have done anything to put up a fight. This was going to be a Russell Wilson 44, DK 26-point game. And, like, oh, just so frustrating when the team, they finally get a good matchup. Everybody else has just destroyed them. For some reason, Pete Carroll decided to be nice and pull his guys. I mean, they, what, they weren't up that much. It was, like, 35-3. to three, but The Jets got way too close to winning last week, oh. and they had to make sure that was not going to happen this week. So, they that first week. so annoying. And Aaron Jones, another guy that I'm sure disappointed a lot of people, going into a matchup with the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. who every running back has just run the hell all over and put up everybody's putting up 20 fantasy points against the Lions at the running back position, and Aaron Jones puts up eight and a half. This yeah, is a guy he, he's kind of he kind of been disappointing I think the, this the year. To be Packers honest, just don't need him. Like I, as much as 
I think that yeah. Aaron Rodgers is trying to yeah. prove a point, and it's it's back to the old way of the Green Bay Packers, just pass, 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 pass. You know pass. what kills me? And a guy, one guy, is just gonna say moving forward. If I think even going into next year, could be a nice player is Robert Tanyan. Yeah. Every week as the season's gone on, you can tell Rodgers has gained confidence in him, which is means everything, and uh, he's been. He's been in like a top five tight end the last, I want to say, five or six weeks, like consistently, like up in the double digits. So that's a guy that I think going into 2021 even could be a, a nice tight end. Oh, yeah, we this tight end situation's got to sort itself out because there's only one tight end and that's Kelsey. And that he's like, if you have Kelsey, you're probably moving on in the playoffs. If you have... He's like, I believe he's wide receiver three, like pass catcher three, like for yardage, for everything that he does, like how much of an advantage. It's just an, at that position, he's such an advantage. So you're you're dressing. If it's, the rest, you, have an, you have an extra slot. The rest of us are pumped. If you get double digits on yeah. your tight end, you're like, yes, at least I got 10 points on my mm-hmm. tight end. Meanwhile, Travis Kelsey's every week, at least 20 yeah. points. I was going to say, if you, I don't know if you guys saw the Chargers game, but I know everyone hates uh, Adam Gase. But, man, that Lynn, he has made some – like Anthony Lynn, the coach. He's got to be fired. That was, I don't know what he was thinking. I didn't catch the game. He almost cost them the It game. was halftime, and it was like third and goal from like inside the 10, I believe. And they went – it was fourth and one – or third and one. They ran the ball, A – B, they didn't get it. Then he's like, send out the field goal unit. Then they're like, there, there was, there no was zero. So they got nothing. On third down, all they had to do was throw was the ball. The ball. Yeah, oh, or, wow. or clock it when there were like four <laughs> seconds <laughs> they, left. They, you, kick, you kick the field yeah, goal. They didn't even get the field or, goal. They got nothing. I know. Because they ran out of time. Yes. Like they might as well just gone for it instead of trying to bring, like, the, at this point, you're not getting the field goal kicker you're squad not, out there. To, they had zero timeout. There's no time. So go for it. Try to get the touchdown at least. Like, it was just... It was just a dumb... It was, off, it was, it was a, it was a uh, rookie or a... But but he's made a lot of dumbness. All, the whole year. clock management. You, you wonder why they've lost so many games, so many close games. It's clock... And that's a team that could make a big jump next year. I think they need to do something at coach because that team has a ton of potential. Yeah, their offense is great. Although, yeah, Herbert Herbert's the real deal. Oh, yeah. Herbert's the real deal. Austin Eckler is the real deal. Now he's back healthy. Like, he wasted no time to just show again. This guy's a running back one. Um, you got Keenan Allen, who's awesome. Like, you have you have all the... Mike Williams, yeah. All the tools there to be a great team. Get your coaching situation figured out. Unbelievable. Awesome. Hey, uh, do you guys have any more thoughts before we wrap this up? It's a little bit shorter one this week. Nope, I'm just uh, looking forward to grabbing one more bubbly pop and uh, sit down and enjoy. Cleveland, Baltimore. I'm going for Cleveland. Let's go Cleveland. I think Cleveland's on a roll. Yeah. They're a fun team, finally. They're the underdogs. Yeah, There's one go. thing I would like to bring Cleveland. out is Patrick Mahomes' three interceptions versus a legit Miami Dolphins defense. Miami Dolphins defense is legit. Love that. I think Miami's going to be a contender next year. Yep. I agree. The There's another rookie, Tua, looking great late in the season. All right. Remember, everybody, follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, for anyone who's moving into the second round of the playoffs, guys, have fun with that. 
And uh, sure thanks, Rob. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Let's, see, see you let's guys. go. All right, Learn later. Game. Let's go, Browns. <laughs>